Hi there, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Ember Island Critics Podcast. Thank you so much for clicking. I hope you'll enjoy the time you join us for. Today we have... Hi, I'm Roxy. I go by she, hers, and I'm going to pass it to Ren. Hey, I'm Ren. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm going to pass it to Carolina. Pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm gonna pass it to Yanni. That's me, Yanni. Uh, they, them, or she, her, and we might have a couple friends joining us late today, so don't be surprised if new voices without names appear. Um, in today's episode, we are discussing the more painful sides of the Hundred Year War and those lost to it, UA and Jet. A disclaimer before we start, opinions ahead, as well as headcanons and theories, and of course, spoilers, among an array of other things that you may not agree with, but are fortunately not facts that you must accept. If anything sad grows to be too much, I give you full permission to close this podcast and act as though it never existed. Whether you agree or disagree, any frustration you experience should not be taken out on me or my collaborators. We are human just the same as you are. We gather to discuss something we love dearly, but not without new lenses of criticism we've developed since we were younger. With that, I welcome you to listen in on the Ember Island Critics. There's Taryn! Go on and introduce yourself, love. Hi, my name is Taryn and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, do Okay, so UA and Jet, the Dead Teens episode. It's here, we're ready to party. Let's see first impressions of either of the two. Honestly, when I first saw UA, I was like, wow, we have like a princess. I don't know why I immediately thought like, royalty wasn't really a thing even though we know we have like lords and stuff i was like wow ua is on like a whole different level i immediately thought like goddess level if i'm being quite honest I was which like, like okay. foreshadowing <laughs> right i was like okay so she is of a other something or other get a girl but other than that i was like you're really young i don't know why i feel so uncomfortable with you about to get married off but like you don't seem happy so that makes me uncomfortable but yeah and with that, I was kind of confused why like UA's unhappiness never really went addressed. And I feel like that was just because they had it in mind that she was going to die. So it's like, she doesn't need to be happy in her time here. We're going to kill her. And I was like, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we should let her voice her opinion in getting arranged married. Maybe. Just maybe. Just a thought. Like a smidge. You know. Yeah. Because anything she said about it was just like i have to do this for my people and i was like sure but you're very displeased with that and at a point i couldn't understand why arnook was insisting she get married to han when he like not only is he aware of the fact that she likes sokka more but he is like leaning into liking sokka more and in that he asked sokka to protect her and not han which like but like what about the unity of them getting married was so important to the people? I don't know, because they didn't like, put value in Han. Or just like resources, because I was like, y'all seem like you're doing fine. Reproduction. <laughs> but like, what is valuable about Han? Because they work so hard to frame him as like the incompetent asshole contra to Sokka that he... I guess because we see that more from Sokka's point of view than anyone else. We mostly see like Sokka getting pissed off but ua's point of view would be valuable yeah yeah honestly i hated the guy that ua was engaged to just from the moment i met him he gave me a lot of chad energy and i was not there for it <laughs> he says Sokka's name the way the live action movie does he said soka <laughs> and i was like oh it's just how we know he's a chad <clears throat> i'm leaving han was awful which like i understand that's what they were going for but he's just yeah he would have like, disrespected women at all. Like, didn't have to do it a lot, but like that would have any any amount would have been a big improvement. 
IMO. The, he did like, not drink his respect women juice ever. No, he had none. And like, there was very little in the Northern Water Tribe. I think it was all frozen, but it- um... The berries didn't ferment, right? No, it's too cold. <laughs> no, no respect women juice. It was the fact that like, he says perks when talking about UA. Like Han is repulsive. I understand that he's supposed to be repulsive, but I feel like he's extra repulsive in the context of 20, the 2020s. Um, throw Han away, 2021. <laughs> Vote him out of the remake. I don't even want to talk about that. Or like remake. confirm his death because they make it sound like he just freezes into the frozen waters. It falls into the frozen waters after Zhao like flips him over the boat. But like, no, make sure we want to see a frozen body maybe. <laughs> this is for children. children. Okay, Netflix probably isn't doing that Not anymore. <laughs> right. It's for us now. It's mine now, bitch. <laughs> You know what? They have to learn somehow. In the original Disney movie, they, for Bambi, like, they included the mom, like, being shot. Like, not being shot, we but her lying Mufasa's on the ground. body in Lion King. That shit makes everyone cry people. their eyes like, out every time. But that's They only took it out because children are, like, crying watching it and, like, scared and shit. And they're like, maybe we should take it out. But that adults thought it would be fine. Just a random icicle body? Like, who does that serve? It's not even, like, super morbid. It's just a frozen body. They did that in, like, plenty of things. And that's not even a good guy. This is just a bad guy. Get away. Off it's camera. a bitchicle. Bye. That's why it's funny. <laughs> it's for the comedy of it all. <laughs> yeah, like, UA definitely, to Roxy's point, felt incredibly regal. Like, nobody else, like... Very different from the way that Azula felt like royalty. Like she felt like royalty in terms of power, but UA felt like royalty in terms of like just the general aura. <laughs> I'm glad you liked the bitchicle, Taryn. Um, but Jet, Jet, our main man. Yo, I liked him when they <laughs> when you first see Jet come on. I was like, ooh. Hey, when you first yeah. meet him, yeah, I'd probably like he came and they knew what he was doing with the like the leaves <laughs> and the pulling her on. He knew he was doing. No, but like even before that, when like after he kicks everyone at well, everyone's ass and just lands in front of her and says, "Hey," I'm like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How old you? is he supposed to be though? Like I think again, he's, he's sexualizing be, like, children. Um, He's like 16 or 17, something like that. That's a long. Guitar's 14. That's a long. Maybe that's I mean, why they're 16 isn't out. bad. 17, I would be in the ask questions. But I guess that would be kind of. <laughs> okay, Romeo. That'd be pushing it. <laughs> isn't Romeo technically in his 20s? No, so like he's 18 a lot and she's 13. Called... Yeah. She's 13 no. and he's 18 in Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. I thought he was 17, almost 18. No, no. Because nah, I, I thought it was five years, 13. Romeo is grown, 13, which is why, like, isn't that why he's thirsty after Rosalind at the beginning? Rosalina? Yeah, Rosalind. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck they named her. <laughs> I haven't um, read just, Romeo and Juliet in, like, four it. years. I hate the story. <laughs> yeah, not a love story. Definitely a story of, like, two stupid teenagers. But anyway, uh, Jet. <laughs> yes, back to Jet. Jet. Hey. I was excited when we first met Jet. I was like, okay some eye candy because if you're not gonna have Zuko on there with proper haircut then let's get some more eye candy let's go tall dark and leadership skills man mm -hmm. and it was what the fuck was it about Jet in particular his first impression is like so charismatic that like uh, even watching it back after learning what he did you're like I wouldn't question this dude 
He doesn't feel like it reminds me of any role Ryan McCartan has played on Broadway. Why do I understand that? (laughs) Right? Okay, so Hans, he did Hans so convincing. I watched a bootleg of it on YouTube. Um, And then was it the bootleg that like had all the edits with it? No, I watched just like someone like recorded it. And then I'm going to watch that though. I have my her the comments that she did. I love those though. Dang. But the way he's just like, I totally love you, Anna. And then he drops in a second. I'm like, he might be a psychopath. And that's, that was Jet. <laughs> I think that's how most people feel about actors in general. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> that was actually <laughs> My brother says absolutely true. <laughs> as a non-theater person. <laughs> no, he doesn't have the right to say that. I'm an actor and I can say it. <laughs> um, but Jet's introduction was perfect. It was every Everything it needed to do, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Everything for Did Sokka really not trust him, or was it just like a? I feel like it started out as an issue complex, but then like after one of those things was like, I'm the I'm the man here. Like, don't listen to Jet. Like, listen to me. Yeah, it was an inferiority thing, especially because earlier in that same episode, there was questions like his leadership was being put into question. Sokka's leadership was like, why don't we ask Sokka's instincts for direction? (laughs) Yeah, and then and then here comes this guy who's like the perfect leader. Knows what he's doing, got to sh- gets his shit together. And who like directly says to Sokka, you have to be quicker than that when they're like trying to fight the same people. Like he immediately, is it a foil or is it like very much situated in relationship to Sokka and how he is better than Sokka. And the fact that Katara then ends up dating him is hilarious. I don't think he's foil though because I think they have the same qualities where they want to be leaders. And they're both intelligent. I just, I don't know if he's a foil though, per se. But maybe nah. like, yeah, because he's foil. like sneaky. Um, the problem is- My brother just Jet- said though, he said that Jet has big dick energy. He does. Yes, that. Uh, yes, yes. I wanted to I'll share like- that with you guys. I figured you'd agree. Yes. That's like, that's definitely how they situate him. Because he has too much like emotional, like involvement in everything he does. Yeah. It's like I'm backed by emotions, whereas Sokka's is just like kind of by strategy yeah. and necessity. So it creates a different kind of energy and different kind of like um, agency in the actions that need to be happening. Because it feels like Sokka's doing things because he wants to, but Jet's doing a lot of stuff against his will almost. In a sense, different missions as well. Because I mean, he was ready to blow up the whole town. He said, you're wearing red, bet. He really did. And that was interesting in terms of like the color palette they set him up with. Like they didn't make him one of the good guy colors, so to speak. He wasn't mostly green or yellow or blue. He was also like an orangey red type with some navy accents, which kind of could have. Maybe that was a red flag. No pun intended. (laughs) Jet's fun. That was a fun Uh, character. Um, If they could just fix his eyebrows. (laughs) What's wrong with his eyebrows? Now I gotta look. Yeah, now I gotta look up his eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, did y'all forget Jet's eye? Look, oh, they don't look crazy in that picture Carolina has up. Like you. Okay, I'll go find a. We gotta find a crazy eyebrow picture. Jet has but crazy I don't eyebrows. They look fine there. Like I'm not tripping. I remember like rewatching Jet, and I was like, "Damn, eyebrows." <laughs> oh, like okay, okay, yeah. I mean, if you're talking like that, yeah. His eyebrows were nuts. I mean, we're given looks. <laughs> They're very distinct. Kylie Jenner is quaking. 
yeah, they're groomed. That's for sure. See, uh, I can kind of understand it just because I know that as a character design, he was most certainly based off of these two characters. Spike um, Spiegel and... Spike Spiegel and uh, Mugen from Samurai Champloo. And so the eyebrows are definitely a telltale <laughs> sign of that. <laughs> Which Jet does give very much Spike Spiegel energy. Oh, for sure. What nation did Jet come from? I have a picture. Earth he was Earth. Earth Kingdom. Yeah, yeah there's Jet with the eyebrows. They are very defined. There's a lot of curvation and a sharp point towards the end. Very dramatic. This has become yeah. an episode on the architecture of Jet's face. would be a hell of a contour. Face. It's a very straight angle. You know, so you really gotta be precise with your brush when doing brows like Jet's. Uh, uh, <laughs> that should be a challenge, everyone. Show them, yeah, do the, the Jet Just like jet straight and then a huge point. Oh, if you cosplay as Jet and your eyebrows don't look like that, you're not Jet. I'm yeah, sorry. you're not. Like, you're just I'm like Zuko. Discount Zuko, stop. Period. You did not just call him a Walmart brand Zuko. Leave. Exit the premises. Is she wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Jet Jet's from from Earth Kingdom. But I'm pretty sure the reason his color palette is so like red and everything is because he's wearing a collection of yeah, he ran from like clothes. soldiers. He's yeah from Yeah, I just wonder where the blue came attacked. from. Cause it's just like, oh, so are you a water tribe? If I'm like looking at you, I'd be I like, I feel like oh. navy we don't really see anywhere. Like water tribe colors tend not to go quite that dark. And if anything, like we see the deep violet of May's robe, I think Navy would also have come from Fire Nation. IMO. Darker mm. fabrics, more expensive. There it Everybody is. Everybody remember that. <laughs> yep. And the Earth Kingdom. I mean, even when we see the Fire Nation town, when we get to the Painted Lady, like they're also in a lot of neutral to lighter tone clothing. So I think the darker fabric indicating class thing, very relevant. But yeah, first impressions, stellar, honestly. I, and it gets really important with these smaller side characters because they're on screen so little time that you have to make as many points about them in as little time in Sarah's. Um, so best moments of these few, because UA is unfortunately slim, but we get more to work with for Jet. That's kind of hard to be like a best moment for Jet. Hmm. I have I have a best it's not like like his best moment as like a person and character. It's just funny to me is when those two men are firebenders. <laughs> yeah, when he's trying to expose Zuko and Iro for being fire nation. But he just looks crazy too. I saw him warming his tea. Works in a tea shop. Tea shop. <laughs> Literally a tea shop. You good, my dude? He's just, he's just so and like like when he breaks into the store and he's like he's like those two are fire nation and like there's all these memes on tumblr about like all the people in the shop like looking at like zuko's scar and be like this guy's clearly hurt by the fire nation you idiot <laughs> that and doing? like the, the memes about how zuko's like finally a reason to kick a customer's ass <laughs> i hate when people give like zuko is a privileged little bitch head cannons because like he worked in customer service for months. He worked in customer service. No, he not. knows the struggles. <laughs> that was his 
that was just how he grew to species in three. Like that's how he learned to respect the all people. That was more humbling than anything else he experienced in the Earth Kingdom. No, (laughs) literally. We'll get to it when we talk about Zuko. (laughs) But yes, that's one of my favorite moments for Dan. I just think it's so funny. I agree. I love just his whole (laughs) before before he gets captured by by the Daily. His whole arc (laughs) in season two is just so funny. It is. And, like, I feel like part of the reason that he's so laser-focused on Zuko and Iroh is because, like, they helped me! We were on the same mission on that boat together! And you're a firebender! And he doesn't really know how to reconcile those two things. Let me collect my thoughts. I'll be back. (laughs) Honestly, the only thing I really like about Jet is that, like, he really took in children, like, in the wake of war. Like, making the Freedom Fighters, I think in the beginning of when it started wasn't about like revenge and it wasn't about doing stuff i think he just genuinely was like i've alone i see these other kids who are alone i want to help he's he was like making the like largest found family like he was the head of that whole operation like he was taking in orphan kids like that's really important and i hate when people try to situate jet as just like an unforgivable psychopath because like what he did was somewhat you know twisted and awful but like he couldn't have done that and yeah, like the fire taking all of these kids also awful. and like there's nuance to jet is my point like a lot of people try to write him off as just bad but that's not fair to him or everything around him that's very nature versus nurture like you know what he I mean, did the was thing terrible. Is he wasn't getting any more nurture his parents exactly. were killed which like and- separate note the rough rhinos were shown to be the people who like burned down Jet's town and subsequently killed his parents. In the comics, they're just out and about. Like people can argue whether Iroh's a war criminal or not, but the Rough Rhinos definitely are. <laughs> so that's just my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, but when I was thinking like when you put into context what Jet's been through, like think of it not as like he tried to kill a bunch of people which was wrong but he also you know was a child when he watched his parents be murdered and he probably it stunted his growth at that trauma like so he's probably stuck in that mindset of someone much much younger emotionally and it's not right but he's probably also surrounded by the grief of all these children like my parents are gone like they're like he's shouldering it of everyone and himself and he's constantly surrounded by that energy of loss and grief and so what he did was wrong, but like it's understandable how he got pushed into that radical headspace because I mean he's a kid and he oh, he's not almost not a kid here, but when he went through all the stuff he was and he didn't have anyone to you know therapy. There's no one to talk to, no adult to look to. He decided so just, to become the adult much earlier than he was. And to. you know he made the wrong choices clearly, but he joined the club because all of them had through traumatic ass shit. But damn, Jet. We see how it took a toll on you. I feel so bad for him. At near the end of, I guess what, before he, no, after he got captured and all the brainwashing stuff happened, I really felt bad for him. I was like, wow, get him off my screen because this is just (laughs) too much. (laughs) And then they did. And then they did. They (laughs) Off. He didn't deserve that death. He really didn't. You know, mm. I guess this is as good a time as any. Jet didn't need to die. He did not. I have a, I have a point to make about it, though. Okay? okay? So here's what I re- here's the thing I realized. 
So Yue dies season one, Jet dies season two. Yue dies, she's water tribe, she dies in the water book. Jet is Earth Kingdom, he dies in the Earth book. So it's setting up this thing where like one person from each from the nation of the book like dies. So when we get to the third book, it's just another thing setting in mind that, oh, Ozai needs to die. He definitely will die because one Fire Nation person should die if we had this precedent set. So that's that's like a weird like thing just to think about, about like what it's setting up as far as expectations. Cause how are we gonna get out of this? It's just another thing pointing to Ozai needs to die. He doesn't die, but so that's I subverting like expectations. That parallel gets kind of muddy when you take into the in the uh perspective that it's victim victim perpetrator yeah yeah true but i guess i just or maybe like somebody else will die like like maybe what if zuko died yeah zuko gets hit with the lightning he could have died in that moment and then he's he a could victim have. also so it's like setting up the thing where like somebody dies each season and it's a teen victim uh, it could have been the teen victim of everything but then like we switch so also jet dying is like the one katara couldn't save but then yeah. Zuko, she can save him. So that's enough. Like, there's a lot of ties between Jet and Zuko. That's true. Um, so, yes, he didn't need to die, like, plot-wise. But I wonder about how much of, like, like na symbolism narrative-wise it is tied. Because also the idea of loss and, like, people we can't save. Like, we haven't had something as big as UA since season one, since UA. So... Yeah. But was UA a big deal? Because we met her for like two hot minutes. UA was a big like deal to Sokka. Yeah, it's treated as a big deal. Because like that's the first like character death we see happen for like anybody we care about. And it is given a lot of emotional weight. Even it's the we first character death first... period because Zhao doesn't die until yeah. afterwards. Yeah. One thing that really it's got me though is she's such a strong character and they really could have done so much with her. And I feel like they just threw her in there just so they could kill her off as growth for Sokka which is like what's the context that women are there just to die so that a man can I have did a, bring a this arc up in the, a journey uh, Sokka episode that I was wondering like did they fridge UA but I don't think they did because she was given full agency in her death one like she chose that she was going to give up the life inside of her so that the world could be put back in balance um rather than like the fucking movie who somebody from the en enemy nation tells her you have the moon spirit inside of you die <laughs> like no it was framed with her having full agency over giving up the moon spirits energy yeah. um in the moment and it was also that like she is another one of our like more feminine characters who like are she is accepting of a lot of the albeit sexist customs of the northern water tribe she is willing to fall in line with uh, arranged marriage and the fact that the needs of her people would be put put above her own needs um like she is independently accepting of that as opposed to like people having to reinforce it for her mm -hmm. so in it that ua is welcome to exist as an individual to an extent i don't think it ah pepper <laughs> ua is allowed to exist as an individual in some uh context that she is not sacrificed exclusively for Sokka's development yeah yeah um yeah I'd say like that that moment is given a lot of weight and is like very important even though we do only know her for such a short amount of time and we don't see much from her it is still like it is a big impactful moment on the show and also like you were saying like that's her choice and like that's her choice and her sacrifice to make then like 
like Jet also made a sacrifice in this point. So the, and then that's the other tie I was saying for Zuko because Zuko makes the sacrifice in the final, in the finale of that episode. So like maybe it's like the two people we couldn't save and then we could save one. So yeah, just that that like idea of like it's interesting that the person from the nation that the book is like named after is the one who dies who was like mm-hmm. and given the emotional impact of each season except for the latter you you know i noticed that there's not a lot of like animal sidekicks in the northern water tribe whereas like ang having momo and appa is both very like super wide place like that's not at all to be questioned whereas in I the water that, tribe it seems like they're non-existent that was kind of a consequence of just how metropolitan they made the northern water <laughs> tribe feel that it was a very like urbanized idea of a space and that like there would be the wild around it mm-hmm. but it is strange like there aren't animals at all integrated in the society yeah we don't see any animals in the northern water tribe now that i think about you know it. it's real we see in the southern them. we see the we see the the penguins what are they called yeah uh, penguin pe- otter penguins otter penguins otter penguins yeah we see them but or they're not like otters? yeah they're know. not like as you said the the sidekicks like I we guess. see those we know that there are tiger seals except um, for Korra, yeah. we know polar bear dogs so i, I think eventually but that again might that's happen. the southern water tribe more so it's also southern yeah. yeah um and when we do see them like out in the blizzard tundra it's a blizzard nothing's really going to be out and about <laughs> You'd be surprised. Um, Someone might be taking a stroll. <laughs> I mean, this is fictional, so there could be some like creature that thrives in blizzards and sleeps other times. But I would year. love an Arctic fox best friend. Like, give me that in the Northern Water Tribe. Give me a special where there's a little girl discovering a little Arctic fox running around. Yue and, has like, a, a pet side. Yue pick. has a little Arctic fox. Wait, and then it's even more sad. Yeah. Like it yeah, just like, like imagine the fox, fox just like lying down next to the like, fish. Japanese dog that like always went to visit its owner's grave. It's a Shiba Inu. Yeah, that. Oh, I'll go cry now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> here we are. Damn, oh, Yui's death is so it's tragic. People, what they want more animal friends, right? <laughs> more animals. Yui's death is so Actually, tragic, take all the people out of the not. show. What was that, Roxy? Oh, I was just saying Yue's death is, like, tragic, but also, for me, not really. Only because we see her energy get, like, changed into, like, the moon spirit. So, in a sense, like, she's always with everyone. Yeah. Just in a different sense. But literally, like, just look at the moon and you're going to be with her. So, she's the moon spirit. Would she be in, like, the spirit world, sort of? Or she's, no, she's in the quick yeah. So, she's part of the mortal world. She's in the she's spirit world and like episode one, season three, when Aang is like fucking nearly killed himself. Again. Um, <laughs> UA shows up and is like, hey, get your shit together and makes a big tsunami to wash him up on a volcano. Um, well, while it's so sad, obviously, that she died, but at least she, you oh, can yeah. think that she's living on in the spirit world and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's dead, but not gone. Side, Like, you know what? The avatar Aang, I trust him. He's good. Which adds good more avatar. weight to... Uh, what was it? Jet's death. That Jet is truly gone. Like dead, dead. But like, it's ambiguous. That's the It's ambiguous. I love Jet my legs mo- they use, no. honestly. Because yeah. I, I have a crackhead ass <laughs> interpretation that I'll talk about later in the episode. Yeah. Um <laughs> My mom was like was like was like, We don't know that Jet's not dead. <laughs> so so I think my mom 
Oh, uh, Carolina thing. froze. Fuck you, Edie Rome. He's alive. And he's fine. <laughs> Carolina, we lost you. Repeat I'm that. I'm not on camp. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, you're home? Hello? Yeah, I'm home. <laughs> oh, damn. My Edie Rome is not that bad for me, honestly. Like, uh, I know. Quiet. I have to have it plugged in an Ethernet. There are certain room. dorms where it's like fine, but other ones yeah. where it's like fried. Yeah, but as I was saying, Your what mom. was I saying? My mom likes to think that Jet is alive. Like, she, I was having a discussion with her. I'm like, it's pretty implied that he's dead. Like, he was lying about being okay. And after they walked away. And then also you see the Freedom Fighters later, but he's not with them. And my mom's like, oh, but he just didn't want to go. I'm like, Jet would want to go. He would want to go. <laughs> Jet Bye. would want to fight He's a Freedom Fighter. Nation. He's ready to, like, he would have been at the invasion if he were alive. That's what I was yeah, saying. I was like, I was like the Freedom stop. Fighters are at, yeah, I was like the Freedom Fighters. Some of them are at the invasion. But we don't see Longshot and Smeller be so it feels like after the whole blowing up the town thing, they split They could have been off. doing stuff on the ground, though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the feel other like Freedom Fighters, um, the smaller, because there was like a lot of kids there. So I feel like, I wonder how that unit breaking up really went down, having like all of these orphaned kids with no leader anymore. Add that in the side plot in the live action. Yeah, put that in some <laughs> B-side. What happened to those kids? Do you imagine like, if they go with Aang to like the, one of the air temples? After everything's done. Again, something that would make more sense than Aang's fan club becoming the air acolytes. Like I want no. the nomads from the fucking secret Maybe tunnel a episode from the fan and club, some of the lost kids. Like, tunnel. well, like, no, but it's established Everyone in the comics tunnel. that it's just Aang's fan club. Really? Oh, I'm not reading the comics now. <laughs> yeah, I, I already don't, don't the choose. Comics. This don't is my obligatory fuck the comet statement. I was now. right about the movie. I'm going to be right about the comment, um, the comics. I will never read them. <laughs> <laughs> don't read the comics like legitimately spare yourself um ang no jet there you go <laughs> the kids the kids the kids like the kids i would the like to know what boys. happened to the children because all we see are pipsqueak and the duke who are there for the invasion but we don't see smeller being long shot after jet die yeah. so that makes me think that they're either like mourning or very much staying with the we're staying out of the war type i think that's how the, it broke up there were the people who are going to keep fighting and the people who had to step out of the fight but i question if jet would honestly step out of the fight which i guess we see that he's not ready to step out of the fight well, also jet's death might down. have been a really good reason to get out of the fight you know maybe they might have gone to was a bossing say to like investigate more and to get more information nah they were going to bossing say to restart that was yeah, it. that's that's why they were they, that's why they split with Jet at one point while they're in Bossing Say is because they're like Jet, you said we were starting over that we weren't doing this anymore, and he's and but he's obsessing over Zuko. They never yeah, split from him. They were worried like when they found him again after he was brainwashed. No, but there's a point that when he when he chooses, there's a point where they like kind of split because like when he's getting um taken away like they just they don't do anything about it when he's confronting zuko they like walk away and they're oh like, yeah we told you to stay out of it dude and they also recognize that they don't have any power to stop whatever's about to happen yeah because they just get taken too well they're not in the force anymore and they know it you know there's consequences for your actions especially yeah. in a not your turf they wanted to be under someone's rule and now they are so follow along in conclusion also, start your own secret society <laughs> period all right so instead of the freedom fighters we can be like the uh not paying outrageous money for rent and the cost of living fighters <laughs> and live in the forest 
I want to start a cottage <laughs> in the woods. We will make like a tiny society of witches. Um, Ooh, mm. not my roast quartz necklace. Nice. To get the Uh, Jet, you wait. Yeah. First moments. Uh, in my Jet opinion, Jet died because he didn't need to. <laughs> Uh, Yui doesn't have a worst moment. Yui Except when she lets the patriarchy trick her into getting married. It's 16. But that's it, not her fault, really. I, I think that Yui's worst moment, it's not even a consequence of her. It's just that we didn't get to hear her more. We didn't get enough yeah. of her voice. Like the most we get to understand of how she is internalizing the oppression of this patriarchal society is when she cries after seeing the Paku and Katara fight. Because she's like also grappling with the gender dynamics of the Northern Water Tribe and how she has to fit into them, but she she's betrothed to a dude that she doesn't want to marry and has met the guy like but of her dreams. But it kills me because of, it makes me think that if she had risen to be like the next tribe leader, kill the husband. I don't care about him. But she could really change, make a lot of headway for women and being like active, you know, activism for them, saying you know like women should be allowed to have more agency and be able to make more decisions such as learning how to waterbend just like Katara and it's that's just another I do really wonder because in the legend of Korra it's like women are fighting and all of that stuff like it's just happened over the 70 years which again like feels kind of disingenuous because that's not how change seems to actually work and like we see we don't see any of the other northern water tribe leaders up close but it looks like it's all men and then Yue is sitting up there just because she is royalty yeah. so i wonder how much power she would have as the ruler like what is the purpose of getting her married to this guy who's like maybe not the best for her but like it's just so we have a male, a male heir figure. yeah because like because Yue was so unwell when she was born that makes me wonder if her parents struggled with having kids period and then like only had this one daughter and weren't gonna you know go through that kind of mental hardship anymore am i imagining did they say that i don't remember <laughs> i feel like i'm imagining them being they like, prayed they prayed and prayed to the moon yeah. to have a daughter so i think yeah they're having a lot of trouble yeah to have a child because they, they were having trouble i think it's definitely stated yeah she is literally a gift from yeah. the spirits yeah, and then yeah. they have a child, she's always and meant then, to like, be one. Yeah, she's I've born, heard. like, stillborn, and so they put her in the water, so. Not stillborn. Spirit oasis water. <laughs> she was born with her eyes closed. And she didn't cry. That baby's dead. Sorry. That, <laughs> that baby's Not dead, dead babies, oh. Not Sorry. dead babies. <laughs> eyes closed, not crying. UA's worst moment, the fact that she had the audacity to be stillborn. <laughs> so bad. No, UA is not at fault for uh, Aang fucking up the Avatar cycle. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we'll talk about that in an Aang episode. Does maybe Aang ha- wait, hold on, groundbreaking, have responsibility over his actions? Guys, groundbreaking you know it might happen one day (laughs) his time is coming his time is coming (laughs) soon roxy is ready 
Um, Aang stands, maybe don't watch the Aang episode. Sounds contradictory, but um, yeah. save yourselves. <laughs> that was your only warning. <laughs> Ren, do you have a worst moment opinion for either Jet or UA? As the local Jet enjoyer, I... <laughs> My title. I feel like... I'm, I'm torn about his death being both. It's got that symbolic relevance that Carolina's pointed out, but it's yeah, also it's, like, why did he? I think it's like his best and worst moment for me. Let me explain that, please. Um, I understand. I understand. So, because like, worst because I hate that he died because <laughs> I like him. Um, I thought he's a good character, and I just I think. I hate just where it falls in his arc because it like he dies right when he finally starts to like figure out how he's going to heal from his trauma, which just kind of hits you right in the heart and sucks. Right in the Kokoro. But that's also, yes, right in the Kokoro. And I just feel like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> enabler. Um, <laughs> I think that's also why I think it's kind of good and I understand its purpose in the narrative because a part of me is like, well, there's this like story about war and trauma and sadness going on. And so I feel like by killing him right when he does have this moment, it hurts so much, but it also kind of it's the truth explores. Of the it's like yeah. that could happen, like not everyone gets a perfect they make you mourn they make you what could have been so that you appreciate what is later exactly. on with Zuko Jet died so Zuko could run <laughs> um. <laughs> basically there's so many ties parallels between these two that's basically what it is somebody put Jet died so Zuko can run on a shirt <laughs> We'll wear that t-shirt to one of our episodes. <laughs> oh, but that's really how it went. And I can't even yeah. be mad about it because it's a good choice. It, yeah. But in my like jet didn't need to die type energy, I feel like no small part of it in the like unfortunate centering of romance in the story is because Jet would be the only real threat to Aang. To because Aang? he actually <laughs> he actually dated Katara. So if he's redeemed, why wouldn't she date him again? Literally every 14-year-old girl Spiracy. would say, you know what, good point, on, we're dating you know, the music's like, Dun -dun -dun. On that point, <laughs> on that point, why is, because later on we get points of Aang being jealous. Aang is never jealous of Jet, even though Katara very explicitly has a crush on Jet. Crush and very on Jet literally obviously. everyone says Jet's her boyfriend and she says nothing. She accepts that a perception. No, she she's said like, she said something when Toph was like, "Was he your boyfriend?" or Something she's like, "No." And then now she's Toph embarrassed. Like, I can about tell him, you're but lying. During the episode <laughs> yeah. when Sokka's like, "Your boyfriend's a thug," and she's like, "No, he's not." No words. That's yeah, my boyfriend. <laughs> he said, and like he's not. <laughs> and then Aang doesn't say anything, but Aang gets so pissed at a fictional play portraying her and Zuko, and gets so jealous about that. That's why I'm like, it's, it's that's a regression real, real of his reality. character. Literally. 
he thinks it's, it's real. He's like, I thought. If you don't have the emotional maturity more. to recognize that a play is fictional, you don't have the emotional maturity to be in a romantic relationship. Period. Um, don't even so, get me started. So, Zuko and Katara's sexual tension have been happening long before Jet came around. <laughs> I mean, I a single pirates. episode, technically, Not but the sure. Pirates again. <laughs> that line is iconic. The waterbending skull is right before <laughs> Jet. Iconic. No, yeah. literally, that's another thing because. <laughs> Losing she, my she liked Jet so she could get away from Zuko or it was precursor. Uh, she didn't want to admit to herself that it was Zuko she wanted. So Jet was a good standard. I, mean, I wouldn't either. Like, even if I am feeling the most random, like, stray of attraction towards an enemy, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to kill me. Oh, are you about to kiss right now? <laughs> Maybe we should get some therapy to examine that out of that. Yeah, I am yeah, not Jet, personally Jet a dies. fan of the pirates scene yeah, as a Zutara moment. I we'll like get, yeah, we'll get you take what you want. <laughs> I feel all sorts of way about it. it makes me feel bubbly inside. <laughs> you guys, I want to make a sticker out of Jet Zide so Zuko could run. <laughs> Do it. Jet I'll buy it. So I will run. buy t-shirts that say that. Put it on Redbubble. I will. I will. Yeah. Put on red bubble. We can put on my computer. It'll be like right, mask. right at the front. Jet died. So Zuko could run. Not a mask. And then a little Zuko. But Jet dying so that he's not a threat to to Katang is not. I wouldn't put it past the writers, the creators. I should say. I wouldn't pass. Put it past them. And the reason that I think a jet lives at you would be so funny, is because like, so let's say after the invasion, Jet and Suki go along with all the rest of the kids to the Western Air Temple. That would put Aang, Haru, Jet, and eventually Zuko all in the same place. That'd be hilarious. And Katara gives a fuck about none of them. (laughs) Like, they just be on Thursday nights for a campfire and talk about Katara. It's a cute little club. You do it's have to just be a Katara to reverse harem. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> All right, not me checking Wattpad to see if this is out there, but <laughs> shut up. I haven't found like anybody else talking about it, but I think it would be so funny because I interpret it in the sense that Katara cares about none of them. She's got bigger things to worry about, but Jet's like <laughs> not over her. Haru never really um, like, got to things, live that out. Aang is much Aang shorter is than over her. Aang is much shorter than all of <laughs> no, them. Katara- Katara in the fortune teller episode being like, I hope he's tall. And then you have all these other guys who are <laughs> tall and <laughs> Like, it's just for drama. That's why it should not be canon. I'm not saying this is a better alternative than Jet dying. It's just, it's just funny. Really and then you get funny. the chibi shorts. You get the chibi shorts. Wait, the chibi shorts. <laughs> also, Feeling a massive way about people trying to say that Katara is for the streets when she was interested in two guys. I know men aren't talking because... Oh, who else would be saying it? Katara deserves anyone. Katara deserves all of the love in the world. Katara. Period. And truthfully, she is such a spectacular person. She can have her pick of the world's lot of men. Like... (laughs) Strong, powerful, or intelligent, women. loving. If she ended up getting more, more arc. Honestly, she deserves better than men. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah possibly season Kara four reverse harem <laughs> would be deeply entertaining for me um amidst like the shenanigans of like empty time at the western air temple because they're just kind of sitting around trying to figure out what the fuck to do next so <laughs> peak shenanigan potential but imagine, sorry, sorry, if Jed is there when Zuko comes back, <laughs> would have tried to kill him. Everybody else is already uh, turned against him, but you have, you have Jed oh there, God. and That'd he's, be so and he's funny. proved right. He's proved right at all this time. <laughs> <laughs> he is Fire Nation. You're he's lying. He's not just Fire Nation. He's the Fire Prince. He's like, you guys didn't tell me this whole time. And it would be, it would be like Zuko shows up, sees like just the people who he knows are in the gang. Like there are no real questions about that. Guy? And then Jet walks in. <laughs> it would have made for quite an episode. And he immediately like, takes his swords out. Have a brood, tall really brood take... guy. We don't need you. And Zuko's completely he unarmed. Whole... He's like, I can't burn. I can't. Whoa. <laughs> he immediately takes his hooks out and is like, what happened to Lee from the tea shop? <laughs> I Additionally, saw you heat that tea. I saw you heat that I tea. I knew I wasn't crazy. Oh, that would that would be what a story arc that would Gaslighting be. Gaslighting that episode. <laughs> oh, I want it now. I need. Zuko would need more more episodes to get welcome into the group. Good. I want a big dramatic speech. And again, Katara taking Jet's side in that matter, and Aang feeling a way about it. <laughs> oh my God, the drama. It just be pure I'd drama antics. It. Like it's so stupid. <laughs> It'd be testosterone, testosterone, then Aang. And it's just like And Haru. Right. Haru is also so, there. Haru's not, but he's like he's gone away. He's doing other shit. Okay, I agree to all this except take out Zuko burning Toph because then or maybe I don't know. But I feel like Toph would pick his side once they made up. Yeah, Toph would be cool with Zuko afterward because like at a point she would recognize that he was scared. Yeah, Toph didn't want to tell them that it was Zuko that burned her feet. She was like very hesitant to because she she knew that if she said that like they would be like, well, he's bad. But she's like, I know he was being sincere about not doing it, not meaning it. So, but yeah, I think it'd be super funny. But literally Toph comes back with her burned feet and Jet's immediately like, what did Zuko do? <laughs> Jet like would not shut up about it. Like Toph, no, Jet has, sword, Toph would have like, to like knock Jet out would to come. say her say. Jet and Toph would hate each other. Oh my God. <laughs> they fight. But I think, I think Toph would put him in his place. Just wake he's up. like, where's Jet screaming inside of a wall? <laughs> yeah, he's not under because you could just trap him in Earth. Like, yeah. she's out. had enough <laughs> just have like little pebbles drop on him and then Jet, like, and haru has to keep pulling jet out of walls yep he would pull some stuff like i i can't breathe and she just make it taller and open a sunroof <laughs> Ta-da. i can't see one guy, hole in the can. wall and leave <laughs> just so we can see <laughs> so so much missed potential there it, it's a lot of comedic potential <laughs> Hey, but guys, Sokka's the funny one, so oh, no one else gets to be funny. Yeah, no, Sokka would be so done so fast. Because <laughs> he's like really focused on trying to find the next step for how they're going to defeat the Fire Lord. And everyone else is just in chaos because of Jet. So he'd be mad at Jet again. <laughs> 
Chip's trying to regain control and be a leader again. And it's not... <laughs> He's like, these are my new freedom fighters, my new lost boys. Let's go. And the Duke is like, never yeah, let him. Jet's back. But Teo is, has no, no idea what's going on. Teo is not hip to anything. He was like, why are we just playing, everybody? This is fun. Let's explore. <laughs> but remember, oh my god, later on when when Toph who's like, I knew Haru was your boyfriend. If you see Zuko's face in that scene, it's so funny. So oh, I just didn't... imagine with Jet being there too. <laughs> what would Jet they're even both, be doing? They're in both Sosan's on it. With like, I have to earn her, I have to earn Katar's trust again. And they'd be talking about like, like, I'm gonna protect her. It'd be too It'd be a lot. Look, a lot Jet of toxic messages. Jet and Zuko trying to earn but, her trust again. <laughs> but in completely opposite ways. Because Jet feels like he can overstep certain boundaries. Whereas Zuko is like, I'm going to wait nicely. And he's like, I'll, I'll be over here. Yeah. Zuko would be like, I'm waiting for you to fuck up. Do it. Just do it. Because I'll be right here. Waits for Jet to I'll overstep a boundary you. and then just I'll like learns how to not do that. <laughs> so funny. Because I feel like Jet can... But then I imagine like, Sokka watching them being like, I- I'm going to get, like, I'll protect her. Like, well, Sokka's like, please, guys, I'm the protector. <laughs> I'm the brother. brother. Have a seat. Sokka, sit all the way over there. Go talk to your spirit moon girlfriend. Go talk to Suki. Suki, Suki. No, Suki's in the in prison for a while. Yeah, Suki's yeah. It's not that long. It's like three episodes. I mean, it's up until the Southern first. Raiders and then... Ember Island players. Are the play. what are the rest of Kyoshi Warriors doing during the they're, finale? They're, they're in a different prison, I think. They might yeah, be in the in Boiling prison. Rock. I don't know. In the, during the finale, you said they're talking to Ty Lee and they're becoming BFFs in prison. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Right. <laughs> wow. Um. But yeah, the some of the pressure points. Yeah, Ty Lee teaches them yeah, how to blocking, which I think yeah. is what makes chi blocking as pervasive as it is in yeah. Legend That's of why Korra. they let her join the group. They're like, she's like, I taught them chi blocking and they let me join their group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would be all it took for me. It'd be like, as long as, if you knock me down, I can knock you down too. Keep it fair. Um, so we're going to scooch on into like best character relationships because I feel like these two are really interesting because they have a lot of relationships that aren't seen um because i this is gonna probably just be a folding in of like best and more desired relationships i want to know more about how much arnook respects what ua wants like because he does that thing where he has Sokka to protect her instead of han so and he's not blind to the way that those two like each other a lot so i'm wondering like was he just banking on han killing himself and being like oh but this southern water tribe boy I think that like he probably has moments of regret after he meets Sokka and sees how much he cares about Yue genuinely as a person um, because he knows that, you know, he forced her and probably forced her into this relationship on like a political alliance or something like, you know, for the good of people. And then as a father, just to see that if he had waited or he, you know, taken more time or just let her make her own decision that she could have been truly happy. That makes me wonder, like, was there pushback from other, like, Council of Elder type situation in the Northern Water Tribe who were like, no, she has to get married as soon as she is of marrying age. Um, like, yeah. And is there pushback to, like, to make it this specific guy? 
yeah that she has to marry is like that, whose son like, is, is that is that something that like an agreement that came about for whatever my question does he know that Sokka is the son of the chief of the southern water tribe and is he thinking in the back of his mind unification we of finesse the that into being a prince i why Sokka stayed <laughs> yeah. in republic city and didn't go be the chief of the northern water tribe he did for a time and then i don't know what happened because yeah, because it's, it's not, not necessarily a succession type thing. Like the chief just kind of ends up being whoever the community wants to be the chief most, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, Republic City doesn't feel organic, IMO. Like it's very much a thing that was made because we wanted New York in The Legend of Korra rather than like something that needed to happen as a in the 20s of the for some reason. Really just... We're probably going to have a separate Legend of Korra rant episode. <laughs> You'll or a couple, seen. maybe a season by season type thing for those who have watched it. I'm only um, episodes in and I can't do it. <laughs> How many episodes in, Roxy? Three. Yep, it's really hard. Season one up until like six, because that's when they remember there's a plot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't do it. Like I literally have restarted it twice. I cannot. No, do it's it. agonizing, especially like the way they, they're focused on this love square bullshit. It's stupid. Um, and also they forgot to give anybody a personality but Bolin. <laughs> but this isn't about the Legend of Korra. <laughs> um, Yue's relationship with Arnook I was really interested in. Um, Yue having girlfriends, Katara, other Northern Water Tribe girls, like, Bechdel test, <laughs> to keep it brief. Yeah, who is her? Where are the Biden? other teens? Where are the other teen girls in the Northern Water Tribe? We see children. And we but see we don't see teen women. girls. <laughs> we see, see older teen. women and young children, but no like teen girls or even young adult women, which is like, is are they that oppressed? Like, is it to the extent that like, they aren't allowed outside without a man or period? Like, what? What are we saying? That's true. And, and is it this like betrothal age really mean like you hit sixteen, you get married, you don't get any time to be your own person, like? You're married, you start like having kids. Like, I feel like that's how it, it traditionally would happen in a lot of like monarchies, I guess. From but my not everyone is of part history. of the monarchy. Also, like, like I'm wondering what is it like in the of years general ago, population? Like, people, you know, did that in our society even. I mean, there are societies where that still happens today, but yeah. I like they didn't really acknowledge the fact that there should be other young women in this society. If it is thriving the way it is, because that's just how biology works. <laughs> Children come from somewhere. Generally women. <laughs> the store. Or sometimes the spirit does. Well, sometimes I don't like I don't the think the spirits are popping <laughs> people out into society. <laughs> but they're willing to help when you're struggling. Yeah, that's why sometimes. Very yeah. it's just very, been a princess very... thing though, where she's above. But there's like lords probably. Like I don't know. That's the thing. Like it's it's very strange how we don't see any other teen girls. <laughs> we see teen boys as the consequence of Paku's students. But yeah. like there are no other young women healers? Question yeah, mark? Yeah, all the, all the healers in the school are children, but all the, the guys learning waterbending are like teens or like summer kids, but it's like a range. I know, maybe they make some sacrifices or something. I don't know. Something's up. Like, do you just... Wait, <laughs> we can't be throwing women in pits. That's not. That's not what we have. No, I don't know. Something's up. It's something is up. Good. 
Like now that we've pointed it out, something is up. Where are the women? <laughs> Where, are they? Where do they go? Where, Where are the Northern Water Tribe women? I don't know why that's, I'm like thinking that. Maybe no, that's not funny. Because that's like a little too close to the like missing and murdered Indigenous women thing that like actually happens in the real world, which like again makes it look kind of gross. And again, a frustration I have with how they execute Hama, like she is literally in the context of the world a missing Indigenous woman, and so why villainize her like that? But again, like where are these girls? They have to be somewhere. Another thing Yue would have fixed and improved in the Water Tribe had she been allowed to live. I mean, not even had she been allowed to live, because if she had been allowed to live, what kind of change would she have the power to enact? Yeah. How much power does she have? A similar question that I have with, like, Ursa, because a lot of people get frustrated at her for not being more Ursa doesn't have, she didn't have power, essentially. As, like, first of all, like I said, it was, like, not an official title or anything, but also, like, the rulers of the time of the Fire Nation, they're not. We're not interested in, like, input. (laughs) They weren't interested in input about, no. (laughs) It's like, I'm the ruler. Everyone else listen to me. Thank you. That's very much what Sozin, Azulon, and Ozai were about. Which, like, a hundred years needs more than three generations, right? I'm not tripping. Depends. Um, I guess it depends. Well, it's the fact that Sozin was, like, Fire Lord before the Hundred Year War even started. Sozin, like, real old, hanging on to being, for a long time, being Fire Lord. So, like, I guess if they really just pushed... The age expectancy but, but they also like, have children young so they can have the next line like, i guess it depends azulon like, or sozin should have been really old at some point still having children like that's he's just, not impossible he just but chose creepy. to have kids late he just said he just chose to have kids late. or maybe ozai was really young also when but it was see sozin couldn't start the hundred year war until he was like in his 80s really Oh, I was gonna yeah. say, but maybe if Sozin was, like, younger. No, because, like, there's the whole wasn't. thing in the Avatar and the Fire Lord where, like, Roku is trying to fight off the volcano on his island. Sozin shows up to help oh, and then right. lets yeah, him they're die. Old. So they're old, and, and then Sozin die. waits for the comet to do the airbender genocide, and that's officially, like, the start of the Hundred Year War. War. Yeah, that makes no sense. Let me, let me, let me try Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> yeah, because definitely, like, you can have rulers who rule for a long time, but then the thing is, the next one after, if it's the descendant, the oldest born, they're gonna die soon. Yes. So. Skeezy yeah, Charles shall not be king of England if time like, has anything to should do have been it. born by the time Sozin started the Hundred Year War. Let's see. Sozin. Yes, research. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, like okay, Fire Lord is Ozai supposed to be too though. Okay, Ozai he, died supposed to, he 20 looks years like he's later. supposed to be like in his forties because he's not graying at all like Iroh was when he was doing the uh, siege. He's on. the younger son. He's the younger son. Azulon's the younger son. Oh no, not oh I was saying sorry, I was saying Ozai. Okay. I might have just um, Iroh and Ozai. That's what I'm saying. Like you Taryn was asking how old Ozai is, and he's not graying at all when we see him in the series. So it seems like he's like no older than forty. Wait a second. <laughs> Sorry. It says. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what is this? I'm so confused. So, um, Sozin dies 20 AG. Do you want to know when Azulon was born? <laughs> when? Zero AG. And Sozin dies at 102. <laughs> so, at 82, he has Azulon. 
So that means he had sex with a woman of childbearing age. Yeah. Or, or, or. And it's most generous as a woman that's like 40-ish. There was a cup. And there was a syringe. Listen, I don't know if they did IVF in the fire station. Wait, let me let me just double check that there's not anybody in between. There's them. nobody in between. I'm how old Iroh is supposed to be. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that the Fire Nation royal family is missing a generation or has something to answer for. That's so weird. <laughs> so he waited. He waited until he could start the Hundred Year War to have a kid. <laughs> So Ozai is apparently in his mid-40s. Do you think that was something that he was actually like holding over like the Fire Nation court? It's like, I'm not making an heir until we destroy half the world. (laughs) Oh, this is is so bad. Let me not speak. This is ugly. Like, I know Susan was awful, but like... 82! 82. He has some... So then Azulon is 20 when... Sozin dies and he is, he takes the throne. It's a hundred yeah. years when Aang wakes up. But uh, wait, don't they show? No, they show Roku's wife. Ozai's only been but don't fire they get married lord the same for time? like three years. No, like six years. Let's see. When was Ozai born? Ozai was born fifty five A.G. So there's nothing funny. Azulon there. had him when he was thirty. No, he was fifty five. Wait. <laughs> wait. Oh, Azulon was born one hundred. Yeah, no, he was born at zero. He was, he born, was born at, at zero. the zero mark. So he, he is, had Ozai at 55. Christ. <laughs> I can't do math, is the thing. Sorry, he's born at zero. Christ. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so is the is Jesus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was the more successful Jesus, guys. He really got his, his plans out there. <laughs> That's what starting the war caused. Jesus, I'm tweeting as you So the Antichrist, we can call him the Antichrist. How about that? I'm <laughs> tweeting Azulon Antichrist with four question marks. <laughs> he was born zero. What does AG stand for? That's my question. Airbender genocide. Uh, why? Why are there years? Why do you know? Why, that? why is the fire well, nation we just have facing to make their our years? own? Like, that's oh, okay. just the year time system that we've had to come up with in the fandom to, like, mark <laughs> the landmarks of when things are happening. Got it. I thought it was, like, the Fire Nation. Like, no. I is. mean, the Fire Nation would. They think that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So After we cleansed the Earth. That's what they did. That's what I'm saying. Like, with the headband, I wanted to know what was really going on mm-hmm. in Fire Nation schools. Um... The rewriting of history, that's for sure. Yeah. Ah, ew. Certainly Gross. can't think of any contemporary. So now that we've learned that the Fire Nation is like disgusting in all facets. So wait, so this means Ozai's 45? Yeah, about. He's I saw mid 40s on the Avatar fandom website, yeah. Yes. That makes 45. Sense. Yeah. When was Iroh born? Let's find out. He's like, like 20. You asked. He's like 56 or something like that on the fandom yeah. website. Like he's like getting up into his 60s, but still getting a 55 it. or 65, somewhere around there. Oh, they don't have a birth year. Because he seems a lot older than Ozai. He, it's it's the, the stress. Yeah. Because his hair is like not as gray and everything before his son died. But he so was like, like starting to gray. 
and his yeah, hairline was to, receding. But, but it was still like, oh, it was pretty different. At least my memory. I, mean, I just find it interesting that Ozai is gray years in office. Like, I think his hair is cause white gray. from the stress. Yeah, yeah, the stress. So he loses his son, and then like three years later, um, he has to watch his nephew get burned, and then like now he's. Like, he's already fully gray by the time him. Zuko's getting burned. So, so yeah. I guess it's those three they years. They definitely of, make like, it seem like Iroh was banished as well for being a traitor for choosing Zuko. Just like, he's what? It, it just also seems like that Iroh was banished along with Zuko because like, I don't think he was seems banished like, because Zhao I think like it was still hostile for him to return. For him. It doesn't. It didn't seem like Iroh had any pull anymore. It didn't seem like no, he, he didn't does. Want to Iroh has a lot of pull. Like he's still lauded as incredibly successful for the six hundred days. But I feel like him and his brother don't talk. Well, no, no yeah, yeah, doesn't respect anybody, I but I mean, so. like, other Fire Nation military and the people. Um, yeah, they Like, Zhao respect respects Iroh, even, not, like, not even in just a performative sense. But to a certain extent, with Ozai. Because Ozai and the, fam- the royal family. I mean, the royal family is just Ozai and Azula, and Azula is tiny Ozai. I think it's definitely um, him losing his son, and then he lost his son, and then lost, like, succession to the throne, and then also lost his father, which, like, he may not like his father a lot. We don't know how, what his relationship is with his father, but like that's his father. So I guess like two and one. Yeah, that's a lot to go through. Definitely at like your yeah. own brother's fault and like not being able to do or say anything about it. Gross. Yeah, I mean, like it, Luten wasn't Ozai's fault, but. Yeah, but like the. May as well be. <laughs> idea. Idea. Conspiracy. Okay, I was just thinking like, since Iroh's so drastically different than like a, what a lot of, firebender culture especially with like the man the older men in the military and stuff like that like Iroh would have been criticized heavily like as a king like they would have been he would be like I'm not gonna kill people and they weren't they'd be like stop like don't take away my guns like it'd be stuff like that you know and they would not like Iroh as a king so maybe they killed his son to get him out of power so that Ozai could take him Iroh was not that person yet he, that it seems like he became that person after Luten's death like he recontextualized his whole life and a lot of people had claimed like, that yeah. Luten but um, I still feel was like, actually, like, he learned about the other side of the war and was, like, helping yeah. Earth Kingdom people and then died in a raid on an Earth Kingdom. Like, But he also released those. the dragon. Was but that that's, like, not something that's, that's not something that's, like, known by people. That's, like, a but secret. That's still, I'm saying part of his character. Like, this is probably something yeah, like, when he's, like, he but probably like, has he's a very different understanding say, of the spiritual health of the world. And so... Yeah whenever he did face the dragon i feel like that was just like his own value of firebending and not necessarily the full scope of like i don't think he was in he might have been in the white lotus i don't know like people don't really flesh out iroh's racist phase enough because yeah you have to remember when he before his son dies like at that period of time which is like he's still in line for throne it's not that people kill his son because when he's taking bossing say like the letter he writes to uh, Zuko and Azula he's like laughing while he's writing it talking about aha we're gonna destroy things and we're gonna so burn the whole city to the ground yeah so he's like he's like maybe you'll maybe you'll get to see it before we burn the whole city to the ground <laughs> unless we so, have to burn the city to oh, the yeah. ground like yeah so like that's what he's willing to go to as far as like his reputation but is that a product Kingdom, of no- his personal beliefs or what yes. he thinks is expected of him no but he's like laughing. I guess like it'd be yeah, one thing laughing. if he seemed hesitant, but like he—that's something that he's happy to write and tell home about. Yeah, and I just my my point I'm just trying to make is that like 
even if it is like as you're saying like who his character is or perception or whatever like at least like the way people see him is that like he is still what they expect for a fire lord so no one's going to kill his son that's not gonna that conspiracy i feel like is not the thing and killing his son doesn't do anything honestly they can't know how he'll respond they can't know that he'll stop bossing say if anything he might be angry and just do it faster or something like go reckless um if anything they'd try to kill him if they didn't want him to be king that would be yeah to be fire lord i guess yeah yeah maybe not like killing his son but i, I get that most of the change definitely happened due to the death of his son but i still feel like there had to be some type of seed of doubt like that ira was just slightly fundamentally like in his beliefs different than the majority of people in the nation like maybe not like i think there is a way and fleshed out and not different. that he would do anything i don't think about he's it. going to get to the point where he can recognize how that has a worldly influence like i think it is very isolated to the fire nation and its quests because that's the society he was raised in yeah and, yeah. and him being fundamentally different like i guess it's not something that like if you don't foster that difference know. it's not gonna thrive yeah and it's not something they'll know it's not something mm-hmm. yeah how did we get all the way to iro and fire nation we got lost is how <laughs> um how did we get here Let's we, yeah, about the trauma is. We, we started with we started with the ages. What was before the ages? It was we, we were, were like, talking about royal succession in the Northern Water Tribe, and somehow got to no- royal succession. Oh, really? Anyway, I think this is a point to why we need an Iro episode. I yeah, just we'll have an that Iro episode. There. Thank you. Because originally Iro. we weren't, and I have. <laughs> I was like, we need, we need one. Episode. Deserves one. But now we're going to scooch on into Jet territory. We mentioned how he has a much more significant relationship in terms of like being the head of the freedom fighters than we may have initially recognized. Because there's a lot of kids like under his wing. And when he, you know, seems to dissolve the freedom fighters afterward, there's a lot at stake there. Because I think that's what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Does it dissolve because they all find out? what he was doing and they don't agree with it i feel like that would be a good reason because he's essentially become what he's fighting against like he would be the one who would make more orphans and you know the thing that put them all in this position no he wouldn't even make orphans he's gonna kill the kids too well that's well it's the potential that like a kid could survive and have their whole life ruined by this one person's decision but they wouldn't be joining the free freedom exactly they'd be just on your own go so I feel like some of these kids probably got really well, it wasn't personally Earth Kingdom mad at him. Village. It wasn't Earth Kingdom Village. It was just the Fire Nation soldiers were there. They were occupying the it, and he was willing yeah. to so, wipe the whole sacrifice place out. them yeah. all for the cause. So, and I I don't think it's a mistake kid, that they show us a so young girl who's excited could still to still join, see. and he might just think he might just think what Carolina. Oh, oh, I don't. You said something too, and it froze. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah i was saying i don't think it's a mistake that they show us a young girl who's excited to mm. like her doll made it through the flood yeah well, like, like kind of give me Mulan she could have been an orphan. little doll little doll yeah give me Mulan vibes too she takes the little oh, doll and puts yeah. it with the sword oh no oh i hate that scene because yeah, there was the one time because the the like eagle picks up the doll and to find the village yeah and like the general's like oh some girl lost her doll we should return it to her and then he goes and he burns the town down and then um 
they find the doll. Yeah. So that's, that's a different outcome. For that's what, a, like, Jet would have been. He would have been, like, yeah. another conqueror just on a different mission against a different group of people. So it he needed to be stopped in his tracks because he really would have been, like, either you come with me or you die where you stand because that is just... Or you're a traitor. Yeah, it's them or me. Yeah. Jet is an example of someone that needed to be disempowered. Like, he needed to lose his circle of influence to have some sense. Unlike, again, no, this isn't about Legend of Korra, but the way that they just constantly strip her of her power, very unnecessary. Um, Jet, damn. Jet's a great character. (laughs) Like, I feel like the characters who we don't see a lot from are harder to have a problem with because it's a lot more centered in what they're supposed to serve and excuse me i can't remember did they intend to bring jet back or did he just end up coming back like the kyoshi warriors that is a question okay we're gonna find out if jet was supposed to come back and hopefully carolina's wi-fi works itself out in the meantime um i feel like Jet's relationship with Katara is really interesting because I always wonder how much of it was like him actually caring for her and how much of it was just him trying to get something out of these very useful people. A princess for a king because like I don't know I feel like he genuinely was like she could be a powerful asset but at the same time lesser than him obviously. Hmm. I, I find that a female influence around town. Yeah. Speaking his message. Ew. <laughs> um, that and I feel like Katara plays herself down throughout a lot of that episode. That like she's I've never bent water that I couldn't see before. Aang's the real powerful one. Like it's she she talks she doesn't speak about herself in the most baby talk. She does the classic woman yeah. baby talk trope. And there's no reason for it. She switches so hardcore yeah, that it's actually kind of scary. It made me angry at her for that episode. I was like, Katara. I was like, what the fuck is this? You bent the water out of Aang's lung episode four. Like, what are you? You know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. What you're doing. Stop your pussy up, Self-doubt and internalized misogyny. But then again, maybe it's a form of self-protection. Because if she were to be like, I actually am quite a powerful bender in training jet would have been like you are a threat instead of i can trust you and when i need to i can switch on a dime because she would have never been able to bend that close but she, she needed, like, jet so needed to like she doesn't it doesn't feel like it's in a way that's purposefully withholding information to an extent because i think like, like, i feel like it does lean a lot more into that baby voice you know playing yourself down yes. to be more appealing to a man type territory Absolutely. which i think is more reflective of how young girls would act in the time the work was being written than to how Katara would likely act in response to a boy that she liked. Because I don't, I don't feel like that's what Hakoda was reinforcing for her when she was younger. I don't feel like that's something that she would have adapted after Hakoda left. Like it's, why would she, I can't understand why Katara would talk down about herself like that. I think that it's also like hard for her because it's probably the first one of her second time she's ever had a crush like that. So 
not that she should act that way, but she's probably very insecure in like how to deal with these feelings and like, yeah, you know, never isn't self-assured that she's like, like he can a like guy that she doesn't have to immediately owe something to because with haru it was like oh, i got him thrown in prison i should fix that but now it's jet and she just likes him and she doesn't know how to be yeah. with people without serving them Ooh, yeah. yeah jet comes with a different set of like energy as well than, yeah like, i guess haru. also i guess also because i like relate to that yeah oh my internet I guess, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we can hear you. Great. <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. Um, I guess because I, I, I kind of relate to that with Katara. It's the idea of like, you don't want to get somebody's expectations of you too high and be mm. something you can't, you can't meet. So yeah, getting those compliments, like it can be hard and you're like, like, you know your self-worth, but you don't want, you don't want to create an image. Like this is your first impression of them this is their first impression of you and you don't want it to be like something so high that you can't meet and then you let them down. Especially if you like somebody, then it's like, oh no. So I guess she's trying to protect herself in that way. But is, do you think it's because she immediately thought that this is someone that's going to be around them for a long time? Cause the way she, you know, like you kind of present yourself to people in different ways. Like if you know that you're probably not going to have interactions with someone, you might say X, Y, and Z and present yourself in a way that like, oh, they'll always remember you as yada 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 but when she meets jet does she think that oh if i start the bar here we're gonna be spending a lot of time together to actually get to know each other like is she setting up this whole thing of like we're gonna be around each other for quite some time i can feel i guess she i guess she doesn't know because so much of their life right now is they don't know how things are going to be but definitely they do consider like sticking around to help like soccer the whole episode's like we gotta go and she's like Mm -hmm. for what these are kids like us doing they're fighting the fire nation like this is something we could partake in this is a resource that we could utilize yeah because they like have food and shelter and like a base of operations yeah so they don't know how long they're gonna be there they don't know right at this point they don't have the deadline (laughs) yeah they don't have the like well no they do because they heard about sosin's comet in episode eight oh okay never mind so they have a deadline now and Sokka's like we have a deadline and Katara's like okay but I like a boy <laughs> <laughs> true well maybe I guess it's she- like it's like yeah we have a deadline but we don't have a plan yeah. we don't maybe have Katara a way was to seeing herself there. a way out and out in a sense because if you like stumble upon Jet and he has all these things together and he's quite a dominant um energy going on about him maybe she was looking for an outs in this way of like oh, well, maybe this is someone who could take on part of our mission and it's not all upon me per se because she is kind of like the unspoken leader, at least emotionally, <laughs> of the group. So maybe it was a way out and that's why she didn't want to leave so soon. Like, but wait, let's see if this might work because if it takes a load off of me and we get more reinforcement, who could it hurt? And that's why oh. they stay. Also, for the meme, Jet's relationship with Zuko. Yes. It gives me very much <laughs> like you lied to me on a Tinder date energy. He's so obsessed with him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're so obsessed with me. Enemies <laughs> to lovers is an excellent Enemies trope. to lovers. Enemies to lovers. I'm just saying it's good. Like people no, it's get friends, on to to lovers. The, like... friends to enemies to lovers. Friends to enemies to lovers. Perfect trope. That's my favorite. <laughs> 
It's like, you Chef's lied to me. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to go rob this rich dude? Hell yeah. Wait, you're a rich dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think oh. I think it's super funny. I also think it's it's <laughs> the idea is funny when you think about there's also memes about like Katara being like I dated You have no Jet. idea what this war has like, done, to me. done to me personally. I hooked up with Jet. <laughs> That's something we have in common. Then, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you dated Jet too? <laughs> Sorry, what did I walk into? Uh, um, memes we're about, about how Zuko we're... also dated Jet. Yeah, we're talking about Zuko and Jet's relationship. <laughs> yeah, so th those are so funny. You dated Jet too? <laughs> how problematic, but I love it. So funny. Um, But it is entertaining because Zuko is like why won't this guy just fuck off because he's trying so hard not to care about anything because he's so mad that he's like in bossing say trying to live a lie <laughs> shout out to Jin this isn't the Zuko Jin. episode though mm -hmm. do you think Jet went up to Jin after their date like being weird <laughs> so what did you learn what did he tell <laughs> <Right>. you <laughs> and she like knows he just firebent and she doesn't really have a problem with it, which makes me think like how many either mixed Fire Nation kids or Fire Nation like defectors are there in the Earth Kingdom? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. one thing we know about war, the aggressors aren't always the most civil with the locals, let's mm -hmm. say. So I don't think it's impossibility that people see Zuko and think that he is like a product of something violent. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at his face, like beyond surface level. Cause he has golden eyes. Like that's very Fire Nation. Born in the flame. <laughs> Those are favorite. Yeah, this war has been going on for a hundred years. So. And then when they go on in the comics to be like, there are mixed families that are upset to be torn apart. I'm like, well, do are those families? Is that what we're calling that? I don't like it seems like a very whitewashed interpretation of what the consequences of war really look like and how like the Fire Nation and Earth Kingdom people are treated as like equals when that's not how colonization has ever worked. Like it feels very tone deaf in the comics. Um, yeah. What else? I had another thing in mind, but my brain is evaporating. Did we talk about uh, relationships we wanted to see? Yeah, that's also at hand. Katara and UA. Katara and UA. Katara, UA, and other Northern Water Tribe women and girls so that we can see them and know that they are not a myth. Right. I wanted to see UA in like the spirit world more. I wanted yeah. to see like her existence on that plane. Can we see her like once later? And I'm like, yes, you exist. So tell me what, what are you seeing? Are you helping in some sort of way? Like I just, I don't know. I wanted more connection. There are some her. fanfics that explore like how the ocean spirit is coping with like essentially losing the spirit that it's lived its entire life with and now having this girl adopt that space. Um, It'd be very interesting. Also, why didn't we ever see UA in The Legend of Korra? There was so much spirit world. Why didn't we ever see UA? <laughs> like how is she, you know, adapted to so 70 years on the job? Nice. <laughs> 
Now, I would have liked UA reaching out to her as a fellow water tribe woman yeah. in the spirit world. That would be have like, been way more interesting than Unalak violently ripping Rava out of her. Could you imagine well, a water like, tribe lo- royalty? Instead of all the crazy it, cor- spirit attacks, like what if UA, UA would have intervened? Now that I'm like thinking about that, if UA had contacted um, her and the first time she went, she's like, "You gotta go to the North Water Tribe and fix that shit." It's fucked up there. <laughs> yeah. Ask your dad about who, how he really came to be in the South. Yeah, UA would have been a really interesting like guiding character throughout mm-hmm. season two. But water no. tribe royalty. Water tribe royalty, you know, another centralized female character. Especially since they cut this her is out what happens when you leave men unattended. Theories. Yeah. She would have been like having like festivals or some sort of ritual stuff. The Northern Water Tribe would have a UA festival a hundred percent. Yeah. Like Yeah, they all know about her sacrifice too. Like dang. Yeah. Like and what are you gonna do about it? What who said like goddess <laughs> altars and stuff of the UA writes. Yes. I would like, like, I wish, I don't want to say like Jet shouldn't be as tragic as he is, but I do wish he could have like healed even a little bit. I kind of like that he didn't though. I know. Because he, for me, he embodies like the trauma on mental health the most. And there was something that was very interesting about it because all the characters have a lot of trauma but they all deal with it in their different ways. And of course it comes out situationally, but Jet's the only one that mentally is so not okay throughout the whole thing that I think it's when he becomes crazy, you're upset for him because he's not crazy. And yet life just keeps throwing him these curveballs that is making him situational. And he's mentally just never okay and never recovers and just gets screwed over more into being okay. I'm like, yo this is what that is like that is terrible but Mm -hmm. i i wish almost that they even tapped into it more but like it's a kid's show i get it but like this man is the embodiment of mental illness and war effects like he did his job jet and azula and it's very interesting Mm -hmm. that they come from like opposite sides of the war Mm -hmm. yeah and like even azula like i'm telling you i don't know why I've always wanted her to die like a great death because I think she deserved an amazing like out of some sort for release. But like even her, like she like mm, I don't know. It's just in it that they decided to keep Azula alive. Don't make her suffer her whole life. Like but she's going to either allow her to worse. heal or let her die. Like that's the thing that I'm on. That's what I wanted. I wanted a big ending to someone to set her out of her misery because she would never come to comfort and be at one or be at peace with herself and with everything going on. Like, she wouldn't. Jet had the possibility of seeing the end of the war and then maybe with long, like, like a long time of help, perhaps seeing the end of it and the other side of things. But Azula lost case in my I opinion. mean why do you why do you feel like that for them because like i remember i watched i was watching some mcu stuff recently and there's talking about how in cap's arc there's a lot of questions about does he want peace like does he know how to live without a war right um and i don't know i think azula could find a way to live without the war because that's a personality trait that's been given to her that's not really what she was like about at first like as a kid whereas like it's 
irremovably part of Jet. Like the tragedy of the loss of his parents and being surrounded, like being in war instead of like learning how to conduct it. Where like Azula was on the outside for a long time, whereas Jet's had to live it his entire life. But I feel very differently about it because Azula, even though she's been on like the outside of it in that sense, like I totally understand that. But she also doesn't know how to dominate, how to not be dominating Mm. in a sense. Everything she seeks is the power dynamic and she's, you know, very smart, very analytical. Putting herself at the top of the pyramid. Yes. So if she were to walk out and that pyramid was dropped somehow, she's going to rebuild some sort of something or other. And she has the power to do so. But Jet, even though he's been in war all of his life, I feel like he's searching for closure. But if he were to see some sort of closure to all this war winding down and some sort of reconciliation with like his parents being killed and stuff, he could be at peace. I fully believe that if he would have gotten some sort of closure with this war, he would have been at peace with whatever would come later. You know what I mean? Because he's ultimately searching for closure. He's trying to go after this Fire Nation because he's trying to get back what he deserves. But he's never going to see that until the whole system is, you know, flipped on its side. So I think that perhaps if he had lived to see, like, the uh, last few days and Ozai being put in his place, I feel like that would have brought him some sort of peace of mind. Perhaps. Perhaps. I say that that's not completely unavailable for Azula because her struggle really felt like it came down to finding a sense of identity. Like if she could find out who she was outside of war, outside of power, outside of Ozai, that she would be able to find peace. But because she has not been welcomed to whoever that person may be her entire life, it seems really far off. And in that way, I question, does Jet know who he is outside of the war either? For Jet, I wonder how he would have responded to Ozai not being killed yeah. in the end. Um, and yeah, I that that's my big thing because essentially Ozai is like the biggest power behind everything. So, and who he's been fighting for years, just like indiscreetly messing with his plans. Um so how would he feel with the decision, which I guess is a, lo- a thing that could have been explored because like, how do a lot of people feel that Z- that Aang didn't kill Ozai? How does, what, there's, I think like, that's- How a- does Sokka feel about that? How does Zuko feel about that? Like there's a lot to explore in the response to Ozai's not death yeah. outside of Aang, but they didn't really welcome that space in the finale or the comics. I think that the reason they might not have put it in, because I do feel like a lot of the characters we've know, come to know and love, like, and a lot of just people in general who've been affected by the Fire Nation would want him dead because they've caused so much death and destruction. And not saying that taking a life is good, but, you know, in the times and like people have killed monarchs before. That's you know, what war thousands is. Of years. That's, yeah, that's what it is. And I think then they would have had, the writers would have had to include scenes where Sokka absolutely would have said, no, he has to die. He killed my mother. He's killed this so many people. You know, why does he deserve to live when my mother didn't deserve to live? Things like that. I mean, how does Aang justify that? Like they, in the finale, there's a lot of jokes when Suki, Saka, and Toph come down to see Ozai all limp and powerless. But I don't think it would be all jokes then. 
In fact, I think Toph would have kicked Ozai in the face and said, that's for Zuko. Because um, <laughs> I, I, I always headcanon that at the Ember Island episode, she says, what scar? And finds out, and then Zuko ends up telling her like the story. Like he vocalizes it himself for the first time. And Toph would kick him in the eye. <laughs> what if Toph might have known? Does he ever talk about the scar at all? No, no he doesn't. Zuko he himself doesn't. never talks about the story of the scar. Iroh has he to say. Talk about no, but like, it. there's no mentions of it. Like no one in no. the towns around them. No one else. Well, no, like not when he's with the gang. Because one, they mm. can't be in town. That's right. They're in the they, Fire they, Nation they with the like traitorous Fire Prince. That's you can't really be in public. And they go public. to his beach house. Yeah. Um, but They're yeah, really no one's gonna be like, so that scar on your face, because <laughs> that seems that it's clearly an issue established people would know honestly the lack of like consulting i know that ang couldn't really consult in that time but like the fact that ozai is still alive there's a lot of lack like there's a lack of closure and looking at this powerless man that still is the symbol of power and he's still alive like he's still walking around like what did you really do because that closure didn't really satisfy the nation like what happens now mm-hmm. like you kind of left it as a yes and again thing. this like weird not anti-colonial whitewashed nonsense that they went through in the comics i'm confused because <laughs> they didn't answer that question they didn't really answer like why the fire nation was cool with their ruler just being displaced um and being succeeded by his son like, I think if they tried to finesse some stuff and gave Iroh his birthright back and he had to assume being Fire Lord, that would have gone over smoother than Zuko. Because one, Iroh is a grown man who's like got life experience and Zuko is 16 and also just got shot in the chest. Like, And also, as far as the nation is concerned, he's the banished prince, the traitor too. Mm-hmm. Not like so. the banished prince and then the traitor, like not a good track record. I'm like, there has got to be a lot of Fire Nation people that are so against it that there would be another kind of uprising. Yeah, the Fire Nation would have been the place to make for a civil war rather than the water I don't know, I tribes. think a lot of people in the Fire Nation would be intimidated by the fact that Aang, the Avatar, who's friends with Zuko, could at any moment take their bending away. And I think that would Take their bending away or like just like in the history of the Avatar's power, wipe them out. Like, oh, an Avatar yeah, can create know. a tsunami and just take out a good chunk of islands. Yeah, but Aang but that would but like they might be scared. But I it's think not as though everybody's just... met Aang though. Like they just know he's yeah. the Avatar, and I know. But I'm saying that like there would just I just feel like they would not care. Like I feel like yeah, there would exactly. be Fire Nation people that would lay down their life for the sake of not losing what they built a hundred years. Yeah, of absolutely. Yeah, but it's also exactly. a question of who in the Fire Nation would be those people, because it's like there's clearly a a class problem in the Fire Nation. So like, would the poorer people? The majority be on of the, the Fire Nation are people like, who didn't want to be there. World? Yeah, and like the actual how does, Fire like, Nation is an island. But yeah, the, the Fire well, Nation the is like an archipelago. Yeah, the people with no, power absolutely. are the ones you've got to be concerned about. Right, and if they snuck power. away quietly, what does that mean? Because you know they could go off and just be like, you know, let's start thinking or planning or plotting with God knows who, because their leader is not dead. Azula gone crazy, but not dead. Not dead. You know? <laughs> but she's definitely things- locked up somewhere as well. Like, and yeah, like, but still, even but if she she, they do get her out, like she is not stable or functional. But no. they don't know that. That's another thing they don't. Uh, like, you gotta think about like the average, the people who knew that she was going crazy. Like maybe there might be whispers of things, but it's not something 
that's been made very public to yeah the rest of the fire nation there's just a lot of potential for like future uprisings of those that could easily sneak away and formulate you know x y and z i don't know yeah i just think there's a lot that's like there were a lot of loose ends that went completely yeah. unaddressed yeah like there needed to be a huge address of like, like we solved the I big have. conundrum of the finale but there are now 60 you know problems like one through 60 with subsections a through t right like roxy what you said earlier about uh jet needing closer closure mm-hmm. i wonder if he could have had something similar to katara where he faces um the people who burned his town down and killed his parents and that been what that would look like for jet as opposed to how because the rough rhino should also be locked up yeah. Because there's a lot of co- like I was talking, I keep men- I kept mentioning how much, how many connections there are between or parallels between Zuko and Jet there are, but there's also a lot between Jet and Katara, and that's mm-hmm. where their connection comes from. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting to see because he literally just needed to to know, to see, to look, to face head on in his own terms and his own um, circumstances, like confronting it in order to move on like which is what katara did like she said time and places now i want to see you in front of me powerful bender i might may or may not kill you i'll decide in the moment but right now you get to meet on my terms because I yeah this. this is happening on my time yeah i don't care if you're picking flowers sit down like <laughs> yes <laughs> we're having a conversation right like that would have been very nice for jet which is just so sad that he never got a, even a glimpse of that potential. That's very interesting, though, because the Rough Rhinos are not Yon Ra. They are still very much thriving in their element of wreaking havoc and terror. Because mm-hmm. we see them still doing that, like in trying to track down Iroh and Zuko, but also the Avatar Day episode when they come into that town mm-hmm. um, and are ready to burn it down. Mm-hmm. Like they're still very much on their bullshit. So I wonder if seeing Jet would mean anything to them like jet's not a threat he's not a powerful bender he's not he doesn't have any power backing him like even if they're locked up they're not ashamed of what they've done the way that yan ra is and now recognizing that he's a worthless piece of shit right oh so very interesting though like all the things we could speculate that's how you know it's a good show it's got a lot to work with Mm mm-hmm so we're pretty close to time now. Closing. Process. I have a final thing now that we're at the end. <laughs> too ready. Because I said I would bring it up. <laughs> so when, Yanni, when you were making the plans for this podcast and everything and saying who we were doing when and everything, around the same time, I watched the birth of a new ship on the Twitter at La Community. And that was Jet and UA. <laughs> and I thought it was really funny that... <laughs> That you paired them together in an episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's Is a, this sorry, pre or post moon, <laughs> UA? It, it depends. Like, I guess it's a lot of like alternative universe. Everyone he's a spirit. Yeah, that's, that was another thing. They're like, you warn until Sokka gets here. Spirit. <laughs> spirit. Sokka, one, too attached to Suki, and two, he doesn't get married though. I mean, they don't, doesn't seem like they have a relationship. Like they don't mention her at all. No, like, they, they really have... just throw Sokka and Suki away in TLOK. It's kind yeah, of garbage. Yeah, he dies. Bye. Because they're definitely like attached at the hip through the comics, but then we don't see, it's strange. Um, yeah. 
but to the Jiyue. Another woman, where did she go? (laughs) I guess it's Jiyue. I don't know. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's J-A-U-E. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not well versed in the the peel of it. I guess people were like, this is the true bad boy, good girl ship. It is. I don't need that energy. No, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. There was something about like how like he's a freedom fighter and she like wants freedom from her society. I don't remember everything people were talking about, but those are little inklings from there. Yeah. Would it be like Jet shows up to the Northern Water Tribe and just <laughs> takes the princess and leaves? Like, <laughs> and on that note, right? Or is what's that thing that people? think is really cute my name is Inigo Montoya you've killed my father prepare to die no my name is Inigo Montoya you killed my father prepare to die <laughs> no but like what movie is that from Bride. thank you why do you keep saying that stop saying that stop bleeding up hello <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya you killed my father I love that movie let me tell you I've seen that so many times I quote it daily <laughs> but like to situate Jet as the dude with the thing in the, I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Long ass time. The dude with the you know the dude. You know. <laughs> I remember all the side characters better than I remember like the central hero and princess. Inconceivable. I do not think that means what you think it means. <laughs> and like the giant dude. I remember all the side characters. The central like hero and princess. Not a damn thing. <laughs> I watched it once like six years ago. <laughs> Listen, I can't read. I definitely didn't watch it a month ago, not even. <laughs> I love that for you, Taryn. Um, but yeah. yeah. Jet and Yue were some very interesting side characters, particularly Jet, and I think Yue could have, the, the story could have served with more from Yue. My first girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the pinnacle of emotional intimacy. Good night, y'all. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and that is the end of our show. I really appreciate you listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Next time, we'll be bringing it back around to Katara because there's such a rich well of character. I can't help but draw the conversation out a little bit longer. I hope to see you there.